Christ has delivered us the most important and impressive win that you could ever have. So when we use this word victory, and to particularly today victorious, um, I want you to be a winner with your life. I want you to win in this thing called life. It's much better than being the loser in the thing called life, isn't it? I want to win. So Jesus has dealt the dark clouds of evil. Um, he's dealt with them so that we have victory. So I've never noticed this before, but the word victorious is mentioned so many times in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, uh, the word victorious is mentioned just in the first couple of chapters. I, I was reading and I started counting up the word victorious. Just in those few chapters, it's, it's mentioned at least nine times. So the, the Holy Spirit was encouraging the churches to stay pure and undefiled. And in these last days, I believe God is calling the church to stay pure and undefiled, to be victorious against the forces of darkness and evil. So we are living in days of great deception over people spiritually. There's great deception. Uh, uh, people are, are being deceived by um, you know, evil thoughts and, and wrong motives. But we must know God's word and we must uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk spiritually with God if we want to be victorious in our life. So th there are evil spirits of deception that war against your soul. We, we believe in a Jesus and we believe in, in a, an enemy to our soul, which we would call the devil. But um, I just want to encourage you today that there are many people who, who I come into contact with who talk to me and there seems to be, when I talk about deception, that people don't want to receive the word of God anymore as the foundation. They'll say, yeah, but maybe that isn't exactly what it meant about that subject. Maybe there's been something lost in interpretation. I just want to encourage you, if you have a question about, about a life issue, look into the word of God, see what it says in English and adopt that in your life. You know, so, so a lot of people are, are, are going to see Google about everything, but Google's not always accurate. But I know the word of God can be trusted. So just be aware of that. So let's launch into our, our, our message this morning. I'm going to start with Revelation 3 verse 21 as an example of um, that word victorious. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne. This is Jesus. They will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. So Jesus, this morning we're going to look at lots of declarations from God over us. And right now, here's a declaration that Jesus is speaking victory over you. Victory over your circumstances and situations. So Jesus enabled the victory that makes us victorious. So those who are victorious, who have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, are free people. I want you to be free people. I want One Heart Church to be a free church. I want to be free personally. I want you to be free personally. So Jesus calls us out of spiritual darkness into a life with significance. So I want you to uh, perhaps today start on that journey of significance with God that leads you into a victorious life. So the verse I'm going to uh, launch out of and use as a, the, the main part of our message this morning is Isaiah 41 verse 10. And it's up there on the screen. We'll, we'll read that. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. 
I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And we're going to pull this uh, verse apart and apply it. I'm going to give you four keys to, to a victorious life through this scripture. But what I want you to realize and understand there is there's, there's four statements there or four declarations from God over you. Four declarations from God for you. And, and they're all about what God wants to do for you. Or I will say what God has already done for you. If we can grasp that straight away at the very beginning of this message, then we can start to unravel a lot of the misconceptions, a lot of the mistruths that we have about God's perspective to us. Because I know I had a lot of misconceptions about God and thought that, that you know, I, I was never good enough, I was never smart enough, not good looking enough, not, not knowledgeable enough or whatever else, that, that somehow I was defective to receive God's best. But you know what God is saying? in this kind of a statement, this kind of a declaration over people, is that it's not about me, it's all about him. It's all about what he does. So the first thing we're going to look at is that the very first sentence there, don't be afraid, for I am with you. This is God speaking to you. Let's personalise this. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. So recently, oh there it is. Recently, I saw a post from a school friend from my year nine class and in the middle of the picture was Big Smithy and he was bigger than everyone else. There's an actual picture. He was bigger than everybody else. He was like the, he was like the man child. When there was a, a bit of aggro going around, you just stay close to Big Smithy. So when, when stuff starts to get a little bit nasty around there, you just hang out with Big Smithy. And just be close to him because like, you think you feel safe if, you, if you're around him. But Jesus is bigger than what you're facing or ever going to face. Fear wants to bluff you out of God's best for your life. When you get afraid, everything seems bigger than it really is. So there you are. Can you, picture, can you spot me in the picture? You can. Talk to me later, I'll give you a prize if you get the right person. Psalm 23 verse 4 talks about not fearing evil. It says this, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. We're talking about Jesus being close beside us. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Now, when we think of that concept of God's rod and stuff, God's, you know, what, what God holds in his hand, I, I have this idea that God's rod and stuff to protect me and comfort me, I think when evil comes, when evil comes at me, I say, you're going to get whacked. So you might think of all kinds of evil that might come against you in your thinking, in your life, in, in challenges. Well, you've just got to say, well, God's rod and God's staff is here to protect me, so that evil thing is going to get whacked by God with his staff. It's not to, not to be used against you, it's to, for God to use against the enemy. So evil wants to seduce you, wants to tempt you, wants to oppress you and accuse you. But declare, so we're going to make declarations. So this scripture, if we just go back to that, that last one, please. Uh, Isaiah, the next one back. Jeez, a good-looking guy in there. Isaiah 41 verse 10 
says, don't be afraid for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged for I'm your God. I will strengthen and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. This is like a covenant. It is a covenant that God is speaking over you. It's a covenant from God. It's a declaration from God. And so what we're going to do is when we look at each one of these points, I want us to declare to God reciprocating that we accept the terms of this declaration. So we're saying, God, you want to bless me, then I'm going to take the blessing. God, you're speaking life and good things and protection over me, then I accept the, I accept the covenant. Because we can either accept it or, or live without it and think, well, what, what is wrong with life? So we're going to declare right now, you can, you can uh, speak this after me. If you feel you don't want to, that's okay. But if you, if you want to be part of this, then let's do it together. So we're going to declare, I am not afraid. Thank you. Because Jesus is with me. So I know when I was at school, if I was afraid, I'd say, I'm not afraid because Smithy is with me. Big Smithy. But now we can say, well, I'm not afraid because Jesus is with me. Why? Is that because I decided? No, because Jesus decided and he said, I'm going to be with you. Is that encouraging? Two people thought so. Number two. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. Proverbs 15 verse 15. It says, for the despondent every day brings trouble for the happy heart Life is a continual feast. So discouragement is like mud. It gets on you and everyone who gets close to you. So if you're discouraged, it's like you've got this stuff on you and that makes you feel bad, that makes you look bad. But then people who get close to you, guess what? It's going to get on them. It's like don't hug a discouraged person. So unattended discouragement will make you lose hope. Then we get that word despondent. That means you stop trying. You stop planning. You stop believing. Despondency can be like a wall that you can't get past. And progress in your life spiritually stops at the point of despondence. Where you think, I I just can't believe anymore. I just lost hope now. There were two people in the Bible that I can think of who were despondent. There's Naomi and Gideon. Both were so discouraged to the point of despondence. So, so Naomi, it says in the book of Ruth, it says she changed her name. Her name was Naomi and she said, don't call me that anymore because she'd so worn down, so discouraged with life. She says, call me bitter. The word in the Hebrew is Mara. She says, call me bitter. Don't call me Naomi anymore because my life has been so, so discouraging. Things have gone so bad for me. And then we have Gideon. An angel comes to Gideon. Now, who would be encouraged if an angel visited you? You think, wow, an angel's come to visit me. And it says, this angel turned up and he says, well, if God's so good, why are we seeing, why is, why is there so much trouble? And, and he's, because he's living in discouragement. He's living in despondency. And even when God visited him with an angel, he was, he was discouraged. But the great part about their stories is they both turned to God and became victorious heroes of faith. So I don't, don't think that, that it's so bad that you might feel discouraged. Don't think that it's so bad that you might be at the place of despondence where you think, well, everything I tried, everything I did, everywhere I go, that's always, I feel discouraged. That's okay. So did Gideon. So did, so did Ruth. Oh, sorry, Naomi. 
But discouraged by setbacks, failure, sin, I want you to turn to God. Don't be discouraged because God says, I am your God. That means to me that God is choosing you. God chooses you. God wants you. 1 Corinthians 13 uh, and Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it, it talks about, well, I'm not going to read them out to you this morning, but it says that God knows you completely. God knows everything about you and he wants, he wants you. He chooses you. So often we think that it's all about us choosing God. No, God's choosing you. God's saying, I, I, want, I want to be your protector. I want to be your saviour. So when you get discouraged, look up. Remember, Jesus chooses you and speaks over you. I am your God. You need to you know, call it out. Call your name. You don't have to do it right now, but call your name. Say, oh, I'm called by God. God chose me. Be encouraged by that. I am your God. So we're going to make a declaration again this morning, if you will, if you'd like to join me. I will not be discouraged. Oh, you're a good class. You're much better than the first service. Because you are my God. The third key. I will strengthen you and help you. Another great declaration. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So take this as God's declaration to deposit in your soul, in your spirit, in your deep inner person, the gift of the Holy Spirit that strengthens us for every situation. So we shouldn't ever feel like, well, I, sometimes you do hit, get things hit you that, you know, I didn't expect that, I didn't see that coming, I don't want this. But you know something, we've got, to, we've got to find that we have a Holy Spirit within us that can get us through every circumstance, strengthening us in every way. In the book of Luke, verse, uh, chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus told his disciples that um, he was going to send us the Holy Spirit. And he says about the Holy Spirit, it will fill you with power. So the first thing we see that, that we need to know about the Holy Spirit is that there is power that is invested in us when we live with the Holy Spirit. Romans 15 verse 13, the Apostle Paul writes, there is joy, peace and confidence in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to have joy in your life, you need to... Find more of the Spirit. If you want to have peace, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to bring the peace. If you want confidence about life, you need to have the Holy Spirit confidence within you. Lately, I've been having a, a really bad sore neck. It's been fixed now, but I was going to the to the um, the, the, the um, what do you physio? That's it. I was thinking of psychologists. They don't fix your neck. <laughs> the physio, and he says to me, "Oh, yeah," you know, and I was I was a bit annoyed. He says, oh, you're not really confident. You know, you've you got to stand up straight like you're, you're confident. I'm thinking, I'm full of the Spirit. I should be full of confidence. But my, my neck's causing me to bend over. We don't want to live with a bent over neck spiritually. We want to live with confidence. He said, because this is, is some, a tip for you. He says, when, when you're confident, your shoulders are back. I'm like, yeah, but my neck's sore. My, I want to hunch it over. It was a temporary problem. Romans 15, 13, joy, peace and confidence can be ours in the Holy Spirit. 
2 Timothy 1.14, the Holy Spirit helps us guard the truth that God has put in us. The Holy Spirit is a guard to our mind, to our spirit, about the good things that God wants us to possess. The Holy Spirit is God's presence in us now. I was talking about Big Smitty, having Jesus beside us. Well, when we're in the Holy Spirit, it's, it's God within us. So, so when, when we live with, with the Holy Spirit, it's not only God with us, it's the Holy Spirit that is in us. I'm excited about that. That's why Jesus talked about you'll be baptized with fire. You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That means that you'll, you'll have an indwelling, an infilling that is something of God, something of heaven that is in you every day while you walk this life, leading you into a victorious life, a powerful life. So the Holy Spirit in us is our authority to minister. If you want to minister the Word of God, if you want to minister Jesus' love to people, you need the Holy Spirit. It's our creativity to create. So if you're a painter, a singer, an artist, whatever it is, um, a mechanic, that creativity to create is, is from the Holy Spirit within you. Uh, wisdom, when we, uh, when we don't know how to face something or what to do in a cert- cert- certain situations, it's... The Holy Spirit is our wisdom that will give us what we need from day to day, from every situation, to tell us what to do. The Holy Spirit is our strength when we have no strength left of our own. And you know something, there's a lot of times in life where you come against things you think, I just can't fight this anymore. I'm just done, I'm tired. I don't know what to do. I haven't got the wisdom. I haven't got the strength anymore. That's where we need to, if if we're going to be Christians, we might as well be full of the Holy Spirit Christians. They've got something to draw down on, something to let out of us that is God flowing out of us with power and we have the Holy Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit strengthens you for everything. So we're going to declare this morning the next declaration. I have the Holy Spirit. Thank you. That strengthens me. Hopefully you're you're getting this this morning. My last point, and it's a quick one, and I'll have the musicians come and join me and start to, to play. That would be awesome. Number four, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. God says to you, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I want to be in... God's right hand. I want to be in God's hand to lift me up out of every out of every pit, out of every challenge. I know stuff we go through can be like a dark tunnel. And sometimes we wonder, will this ever end? Will I ever see the light again? Because sometimes life can take us through uh, through some tough times, through some, if we would use that analogy, a dark tunnel that we can't see the end of. I want to tell you today, yes, you will get through because you are in God's hand. You are in God's hand and His hand never slips. No matter what you're thinking, no matter what the the journey has taken you through, God has you in His hand. And he He can hold us securely. You will get through this. When God holds you up in His hand, you are victorious by His power at work in you. By His hand lifting you through. Romans 8 verse 28 says, As we know, oh sorry, and we know, that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love love God and are called according to His purpose for them. So when evil is thrown at you, 
God's hand is around you, lifting you. We're going to make the, the last declaration this, this morning. If you'll declare with me, I am held in God's victorious right hand. I'm going to read the whole thing again. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. See, there you are. There's a declaration of God. I said in the first service, it's like we make declaration vows when we get married. When two people marry each other, they they have declarations. They have vows that they speak to each other. So today in this Isaiah 41, God is making a vow, a declaration of commitment, a covenant to us, to you personally. And he's saying, this is, this is how I see you. This is, this is the deal that I want to be with you. I want to be in you. I want to strengthen you. I want to help you. I want to hold you up with my hand. That's God's declaration. And in Jesus, we have the victorious life. If I could just pray this morning, because I know we can come into church with all kinds of things. I, even our own ideas about who we are and where we stand with God. I want to tell you today, I hope it's been made clear to you where you stand with God, that He's on your side, that He chooses you, that He wants to be stand beside you. He wants to work with the Holy Spirit through you and in you. And I just want to pray before we move on, just to pray that uh, something of that truth will deposit in you today, that you'll take, a home, uh, take out of here with you today. So why don't you just bow your heads with me. I'd love to pray for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray today this powerful declaration that you make over us from Isaiah 41 verse 10, that we don't need to live afraid, that we don't need to be discouraged, that Lord, we can live with your strength. We can live with the knowledge that we're not going to fall out of your hand. So I just speak life over these people this morning. I speak life over every circumstance and situation. I pray that we may grasp hold of the truth that you are for us. And I pray in the name of Jesus today. Amen. Amen. I just want to take a moment to give anyone here today the opportunity to get their life right with God. And if that's you, I'd love to to pray a prayer with you this morning. We can all pray it together. It's going to pop up on the screen right there. But I believe that that there are people here today that you're thinking, well, my life is distant from God. Maybe you've been a Christian before, but you've walked away and you've you've allowed a distance to get between the call of God and where you are today. Well, you can come back to God today. And maybe you're here and you've never been to church before. You've never really thought much about God at all, but something is stirring within your spirit. Then, Praying this prayer is our declaration to God to say, I want to give you my life. I want you to be part of my life. I want you to be my life. So if you will this morning, if we could all pray this prayer together, that'll be good. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour.
today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. So if you prayed this prayer for the first time, or maybe the first time in a long time, I just want to encourage you that God hears your prayer. That God welcomes you back. God welcomes you into his family. Jesus loves you and we want to help you grow. So if you did make that prayer today and and you want a fresh start, then I encourage you to see me after the service. I'd love to talk with you and encourage you with that decision. But before I finish this morning, I just do need to mention that um, we are able to have church, but with strict conditions being put upon us. So we have a a plan that we have to adhere to. So... uh, Please really be aware that uh, the circumstances that allow us to have church do require us to stick to social distancing um, and a a lot of other uh, practical things that we have to do to keep everybody safe from transmission of infection. So just to be reminded, you know, we discourage handshaking, hugging, kissing. If you feel the need to kiss me, just hold on to this all over. but just cooperate with us on that because, uh, you know, and also the, the seating arrangements. We, you, know, you can sit with family, people within your own household you can sit with, but other than that, they ask that you uh, uh, have, a, have a separation of distance between people from other households. So if that's okay with you, that's sort of the, the uh, conditions in which we have to operate under the current circumstances. But uh, God bless you. Hope that you've got something out of today's message and you can carry it with you. Uh, through the week. So God bless you and uh, we'll see you next